On this episode of Man Talk, we're going to talk about church. We're actually going to talk about people that don't go to church mm. and their kids that don't go to church and the people that uh, want them to go to church. Yeah, so this good. is a church episode. Uh, join us. All right, Craig. So check this out. I um, posted something on Facebook recently that uh, was was somewhat innocent in it of itself. Yeah. I read a quote. And it, it says that seventy five percent of kids left the church from eighteen to twenty nine, and and then it says, and here's why twenty five percent stayed connected with Christ from eighteen to twenty nine, and so there was really no uh, explanation of where they got the data, and I don't know if this is true or not. So it's just kind of confused by it. But some of the five the, the five things that they said on why the 25 percent stayed was intriguing to me. So what I decided I would do is just post it and get people's thoughts. So I posted it and I said, mm -hmm. just saw this. and I'm wondering what your thoughts are about it. I'm not sure where the data from this came from. Does this seem legit or not? Mm -hmm. So that's I saw basically, that. I yeah. saw that post. Yeah. What what I didn't expect was 105 uh, posts <laughs> later. <laughs> that's uh, 105. That's yeah, 105. A <laughs> uh, bunch of people having the, this back and forth dialogue and even some private messaging offline where people said, hey, I, I'll talk to you, but not, yeah. you know, not uh, on this forum, forum yeah. which was really amazing that, to just listen and to get different feedback. But um, anyway, I want to share with you these five things. We'll put this on the screen, too, so everyone can see it. But. Uh, it, it led into a really interesting conversation, and I thought it's worthy of yeah, talking on sure. talk. So it's a big, it's a, it's an important topic, right? Because if, if if the stat, uh, let, let, again, this is a massive if, but if mm -hmm. the stat is seventy five percent, which would be three out of every four young yeah. people uh, uh, who are, are are Methodist or Lutheran or, mm -hmm. or Seventh Day Adventist or Catholic or whatever, if three out of four young people, after experiencing eighteen years of organized religion. Mm -hmm say um i'm not interested in attending anymore give, yeah, give me give me those steps so that well yeah i mean like <laughs> that seems to be a problem right, exactly, right? i yeah. mean if i had a if i had a restaurant yeah and you know everybody 18 above stopped going right. you know yeah. or whatever like three out of four i i would be like man i gotta change my menu <laughs> um right i mean right. so it or figure out why. Yeah. Or figure out why yeah. they're leaving. Yeah. And that, that's that's the weird thing about it is, as a business perspective, you think I need to change my menu. But then as a church perspective, you're like, well, if they're leaving because they've seen what who God is and they don't want it, we can't change right. God. Right. But are they seeing us? Like Anyway, yeah. it's, right. it's right. a mess, it's, right? It's such a, it's such a good so here are the five things. And uh, just okay. curious to know if uh -huh. this was your experience. Okay? All right. Uh, eight dinner, five of seven nights a, f a week as a family. As a kid, I did, yeah, because that's what we, that's what people did back in the yeah, 60s. I think for me, 70s. maybe, yeah, I think yes. I'm not sure. Okay. I don't know if I can say five nights. You're a child but of the 80s? Yeah, you 80s. You raised, I was a child, child of the 70s. A child of fast food, by the way. Yeah, um, <laughs> Fast food wasn't big when I was a kid. Oh, man, it was yeah. big in our family. Yeah. Anyway, um, I remember Wendy's coming in. I'm thinking, all right. Yeah, I know who Wendy is. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, so number two, served with their families in a ministry. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah, we did. I mean, we did things uh, like it seems like we're always helping somebody. My mom, yeah, my right. mom was constantly meeting people and saying, right. you know, you're going to do this. So, mm -hmm. And we were I mean, we were cool with it, but it was just. Yeah. Yep. Number three, we had one spiritual experience in the home during the week. I, I would say maybe half of my time. What, what would you What would you say? What would that a spiritual experience? I don't, I don't know what that means. In the home, 
That would be, I could think that would be family worship. Okay, so if you're counting that as family worship, just once a week, did you have family worship? Um, yeah, occasionally. Okay, yeah. so I would, say, I would say that at least once a week we had yeah. a family worship. Mm-hmm. So, um, absolutely. Uh, number four, entrusted with responsibility in ministry at an early age. Yes. Okay, so that's a no for me. Um, okay. What's in, an early age? Well, okay, in, in entrusted is another thing. Yeah. Like I was never a deacon. I was never in charge of oh. of sound. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of other things. I, yeah. I never taught a Sabbath I, school. I was entrusted. At, I went to church in Jackson, and you normally had to walk down the basement. With, you picked up the offering on, mm-hmm. the, on the platform, mm-hmm. and you walked down the basement up and get the balconies. There was one dude that did both. Mm. But the shortcut was to go outside, mm. and only the trusted people could go outside. And you were on money. that list, and I was twelve years old, man. Dude, so that's big time. That's, that's big, big time. time. I thought it was big too. No, I think, yeah, and I think right. it. Wa- I'm not trying. Right. To, I, I think it was. <laughs> yeah. No, because you're like, hey, I'm in the. Yeah. I'm. I'm part of the team, right? right. No, a, I think that's yeah, cool. I'm not I, a I didn't deacon, have that. I'm a deacon, right? Yeah. That's good. Number five uh, had at least one faith-focused adult in their lives other than their parents. Oh yeah, I had. A, Two or three, yeah. Yeah. Now, um, that's a really that's a key one too. Yeah. No, yeah. I I would say yes to but that too. Chad, so you're saying those five steps. Mm. If everybody follows those five steps, they they well, are followers of Jesus. That's Christ. what I'm saying. Is that's <laughs> the graphic is if you did all five of those things, you would be the 25. percent I think that's the assumption. Now, what was yeah, intriguing about this this post was you had people that said. Right on. That's it. That's the recipe. And then you had other people that were like, uh, no, that is not true. And you had people. This is another thing that was interesting. The people that were arguing points without betraying any trust or naming right, any sure. names. I, I had people on one side saying that graphic is wrong and they were no longer in the church. So therefore, it kind of proves the point, the yeah, other point, right? right? Right. But then I also had people who were saying that graph is wrong and they were in the church. So, so that's that. And then on the other side, I had people, you know, that were saying, yeah, that's graphics, right? And they're in, in the church. I don't think I had anybody who was no longer in the church that said, hey, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think it's right. Certainly the people that are in the church, many of those things would, would have to take place. Okay. But there are as many, if not more, people that went went through those five bullets, you know, that we saw here, mm-hmm. um, that are not in the church. Okay, I, I just so I, you know, I can see it both ways. But the fact that they went through those five things certainly are really good things. But that's not a guarantee that they're going to stay in, that they're going to be a follower of Jesus Christ. So, is it wrong of me as a parent? to want a list like i want a recipe sure as the father of an eight-year-old right um i want a recipe that she is gonna love jesus forever because i don't want to go to heaven without her like that's right. not in my yeah. plan so oh yeah. wise one oh you know what, sage you know what my what what the recipe is it's an easy recipe but it's a difficult recipe Oop. Mm. is james 4 7 Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So you can go through all of those things, but you still don't submit yourself to God. Mm. You can do all of those things, all of those good things. You, you talk about Jesus. You do all of those things, but you don't come to the point where you accept 
that you that you sense the need of a savior and submit to him. Okay. Right? So no, and I don't I, disagree I, with you. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like this. Um, uh, there are best practices that no one would say, "Oh, that's a bad thing to do," but it's not a fail-safe. Like for instance, right. you could say, "I drank two liters of water a day. Right. I was a vegan." Right. I ran five miles. I always a day. put money in that thing by the McDonald's. The McDonald's yeah, I gave to the, the poor, and, but that yeah. isn't a fail sif that I won't get cancer at forty. Yeah, um, but it doesn't mean that I shouldn't do that. Right. It just doesn't always connect that. Right. There's a thing called power of choice. Mm. Right. God has given man the power of choice, and mm -hmm. we we can either choose God or we choose Satan. We as parents, we as youth leaders try to set young people up, give them experiences so that they can make a decision where they can they can submit themselves to Christ. And that's the goal is for them to to submit to Jesus Christ, follow sort of like Daniel said, mm -hmm. um, Daniel 1 8, I think it is. Uh, and Daniel purposed mm -hmm. in his heart that he would not defile himself. Mm -hmm. So he just said, you know what, man, I, I believe what Jesus is saying. I'm submitting to him. I'm following him. And so you just kind of all right, and going uh, oh. through all those little checklists are good, just, and a lot of them find Jesus that way, but there are a lot of people that go through that and still don't submit. All right, so here's the deal. I'm 21 years old, and I'm talking to you, and I say, look, I don't know where I'm at with God. I just, I, I can't believe in a God that doesn't love me and accept me where I'm at. And I just think my God, my God is better than that. And so I don't ever want to go back to whatever denomination church mm -hmm. because, you know, I've just been hurt too much. I've been judged. Um, you know, people don't like the way that I've chosen to lose to win or excuse me, chosen to live my life. I'm not hurting anybody. It's my life. I can do whatever I want. But yet they're so judgmental. I just don't ever um, see myself going back to church. And the God that I know mm -hmm. loves me enough, and he'll work all that out. How do you respond to me? Yeah. How do you want, let's say this. How do you, what do you want to say what to I me? What I want to say is, you know, a lot of people judge Jesus as well. And Jesus was, you know, he's, he's called us to follow him. And <laughs> I, we can, you know, what is right in our own eyes? Um, what is what's the word? What I want to say is, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, mm -hmm. right? And so, as a lot of people are leaning on their own understanding, and not in all their ways acknowledging Him. In their own ways, they're acknowledging themselves or acknowledging this is the way to go. And so, I find it kind of um, lame, I guess, for them to say, you know, hey, I, it's just not for me anymore, and. Uh, um, have you ever been judged in church? Have, has anybody ever judged you that you felt? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just, right. uh, by the way, they've judged me correctly and they've judged me incorrectly. Yes. Um, and I liked it and not liked it on <laughs> both most scenarios. Like <laughs> like they said, you know, you did that for the wrong reason. But don't you judge me. It was yeah. correct that you yeah, did right. that way. But, you know, like right. I was a little cranky um, that they, they they got a little too right. But. Why, why was why were you cranky? <laughs> oh well probably it was pride was right, part okay. of it right. um you know i i just i don't like to be told that i'm doing anything wrong personally yeah, none of us um, do really right so yeah so anyway. so okay and here's another one that's um 
kind of interesting, and I've heard this more of the um, the antagonists of faith. Uh, they'll say something like, "Why do you care whether someone goes to your church or not? Like it's so it's so insecure of a position for you to be so worried because I don't go to your church. Who cares as long as I know Jesus? Your insecurity is, um, you know, kind of repulsive. Yeah, the insecurity is because we want the we know that the church is you know, the church is a group of, of sinners but it's i know that there's no perfect person people in my church when i go there i'm i'm it's kind of a rallying point right mm-hmm. um to the say hey we're all in this together but we all believe that jesus is coming soon we all believe this 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 that the, what the bible is telling us and so there's a, a rallying point with that i remember um going to um old um Comiskey Park, and it was when Cecil White Fielder Sox. was getting yeah the White Sox. Cecil Fielder was almost hitting fifty home runs. Mm-hmm. He hit forty eight and forty nine and and White and Comiskey Park, and I was there as a Tiger fan mm-hmm. rooting for the Tigers, and mm-hmm. he hit a home run, and I cheered, I jumped up, I was so excited. Mm-hmm. But I was in enemy territory. Oh right, right. And um, when he hit the second one, I cheered again, and there was a guy over here waving to me, saying, and so. I was in enemy territory, but just one guy mm-hmm. supporting. We're looking at each other. And so the church is, you know, we're beat up all week long. Mm-hmm. And uh, we so need you're to saying the world is enemy territory we, and we need each en- other. We need to be together. Yeah, the Bible does say do not forsake the assembling of, each yes. of one another, right? right. We, on a, so it's a long way of basis. getting to that very point there that, you no. know, hey, I, it's important for us to gather together, whether it's in a church or even in small group meetings uh, in homes and those type of things, just having um, fellowship together with the focus of Christ, you know? Yeah, uh, so this is something that was a huge change for me uh, as someone who was one of those, I think I, I mean, I'm pretty close to fitting all of those, checking all those boxes mm-hmm. in that stat, but as someone who, at, at as soon as the leash was unhooked, I, I was out. Uh, I never left the church. I'd still go to church uh, on a consistent basis, but I didn't live like someone who was a Christian for most of the, mm-hmm. the week. Um, and, and I sat with a bunch of other people that didn't do that either. Like I saw them the night before yeah. at places that uh, Christ's name was mm-hmm. not being used mm-hmm. in a good way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we all rolled in <laughs> on, on, on church time, <laughs> which is was weird. But anyway, here's what I came to the conclusion. Uh, reading scripture, reading the book of Acts specifically, right? The first few chapters of Acts, I came to this conclusion that God set up church to actually save people from destruction. Mm-hmm. That changed my perspective from social club, right. you know, this what this is just what we do, to, man, maybe my view of church is, is different. Secondly, I came to the conclusion that God wanted me to change the, the climate, to change the narrative, not just sit around and, and, and complain. I've always said this, this is not evangelism, sitting with a bunch of other people in your church and ripping on the church. That is not evangelism. Evangelism is talking to someone who needs Jesus, who needs, sincerely needs Christ. Amen. And and showing them who Jesus is. Right, and it can be in church, but what I'm saying is that's evangelism. And so if you're not going to talk to people, when we don't talk to people who need Jesus to show them Jesus, um, that's an issue. And then then lastly, um, here's the problem with Christians, true Christians. If mm-hmm. you're a true Christian, this is your problem. It is in your DNA to care about everybody 
no true Christian wants anyone to go to hell. Right. Or, or, or let me better define that than sort of going to hell. No, no true Christian wants anyone to choose to rather be destroyed than live forever Absolutely. with their best friend Jesus because they just haven't connected right. with him. Yeah. And so what a true Christian wants to do is um, help them to see it. Because like, here's the thing. When I was not walking with Christ, I just didn't see it. I, I was blind. I, I couldn't mm -hmm. see it. And so when people were talking to me, they were showing me things, I couldn't see it. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until the Holy Spirit, and this is the thing, Craig, I can't manufacture the Holy Spirit. Right. One day the Holy right. Spirit just blew right. the blinders yeah. off, yeah. and I saw it, and I was converted. And that's the crazy thing is you can't, these best practices, these five things, they don't manufacture the Holy Spirit. And it's just crazy how people will just all of a sudden get it. And some people who have had every advantage on the planet right. won't get it. Exactly. I can't explain it, Judas, but that's what Judas happens. Judas part of the, tw the 12 Yeah, how disciples? does Judas not, right. well, how is he not saved? And that goes back into that pride thing, right? He right. Just, he just never submitted himself to, and so there's this, your, your example is so right. The Holy Spirit never gives up. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is constant. He's he's knocking on your heart's door right now, whether you realize it or not. He's working on my heart's door. The Holy Spirit never gives up on trying to get us, get the get our attention that God loves us and that we need Him. Right. And so we shouldn't give up either. Right. And right? so, so okay. So here <laughs> I've got I've got a bunch of challenges here. Right? Yeah. Good. Here's a challenge. If you're watching right now and you don't want to go to church. You think it's horrible. The people have hurt you, and they really have hurt you. It's oh, not yeah. fake. Legit it, stuff, you've yeah. legitimately been hurt. Give him another chance, whether it's go to a, a you know, go across town to a different church or, or, or whatever. You know, if, just give him another chance because here's the thing: he loves you very much. And Amen. if somebody has hurt you, that's not him. That's right. That's that's a in incomplete. It's another hurting. It's person. another hurting yeah. sinner yeah. like you that just just they were probably hurting just as much as you are, if not more. Mm -hmm. um, that's usually how it hurts. Hurting people hurt people right. and are easily hurt yeah, by others. So, right. so give Christ another chance. Here's another one. If you're a dad or if you're a mom right now and you're watching this and your child is not walking with the Lord, you think that to be true or doesn't want anything to do with church or spiritual things, don't ever give up on that relationship. Amen. You Amen. keep talking yeah. to them. You keep loving them. You keep pointing them to Jesus because the movie is not over. That's exactly right. The story yeah. is not over, right. right? I mean, usually those you, you watch a movie and it just gets the darkest before dawn. You don't know what is going to happen in the last moments right. of their life. And, you know, you, I think of the thief on the cross. I mean, he got on the cross. If you read the story of Jesus, you know, crucified between those two thieves. They were making fun of them both on the cross. And then somehow the narrative shifts while they were on the cross. One of them goes, I'm wrong. And maybe it's not too late for me. Here's the thing. It's never right. too late. Right. And so if if you're a parent, don't give up. Don't stop praying for your child. And and if you're a child of 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 that, those parents or if you're a child of the most high God, it's not too late. Listen to him. Trust me. Your mm -hmm. life will never be absolutely as good as it can be with him. And uh, he loves you very much. So, so yeah, don't there's, a, there's a text that kind of goes along with that. Yeah, absolutely. A wonderful absolutely. promise. 
That's Proverbs 24, 22.6. Train up a child in the way that he should go, mm -hmm. and when he is old, he will not depart from it. That's actually mm -hmm. a pretty good promise. Yeah, yeah and that it worked for me because there was a time where I hit rock, rock bottom. And I remember my mother who every morning would get up early and talk to Jesus, no matter how terrible she might have been the night before mm -hmm. or something that she might have done. She got up early. And, and I remember thinking, man, I, I am so broken mm. and I so need Jesus. Um, maybe if I act like my mother. Mm. That's powerful. And so I got on my knees yeah. and that's when the Holy Spirit started to talk to me. And I'm telling you, my yeah. life has never been. Right. Uh, better. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean that I don't even have troubles. Like I right. have troubles all the time. Right. But man, I, he's with me. Yeah. Amen. And then all through your life, the Holy Spirit's put people in to plant seed, plant seed, right. plant seed, plant seed. And then miraculously, we see God and we accept him. Right. And there's really, so there's there's all kinds of ways to get to the cross, but it's always through Jesus Christ. And I don't know. Hey, oh, listen, I want to live my life, Craig, and I know you do too. I want to live my life in such a way that if a friend of mine or a relative of mine, or God forbid, a, my daughter, if she decides not to walk with Christ, she will have to do over, over my dead body. Right, Meaning exactly. Right. <laughs> to the last <laughs> yeah. breath. Right. Right? Yeah. yeah. And man, we've probably gone way past our t normal time but um there are people in our lives that in, in my life that i've seen i'm thinking there's no way that that person is going to be saved in the kingdom mm. and after his parents died they prayed and prayed and prayed for him and they they didn't beat him on the head they just constantly just they never left him alone by praying and just loved him and didn't abandon him right and at age 72 he accepted Amen. Christ as Savior. And so his they, parents, will, his they will come out of the ground. <laughs> it's, it's their son. Yeah, it's their son. Oh, yeah. man. It's hard for me not to say the name. There's no crying on man yeah. talk. But no, <laughs> no crying is, is good on man talk, right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's not even true. But no, yeah, uh, right. Trying to keep it together. But, man, I'm telling you what, there is no greater thing that we can do on this planet than lead another person to Jesus. Absolutely. So it's the Holy up. Spirit's job to change them. Right? Amen. And so, but working I'm, hand in hand with yes, the Holy Spirit is so. That's what so real men good. do. That's right. Amen. That's right. Hey, thanks for watching. Um, we have three things that uh, they do. Our man talk. Uh, number one, love God. And then we certainly want because we love God, we want to love everyone. Yeah, and duct tape fixes it everything. Fixes everything. So, thanks it's, for watching. See ya. Bye.